Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm privileged to welcome a very, very accomplished author from Singapore, Danielle Lim. Danielle, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ashutosh. Nice to be here, and hello to everyone. Thank you. Uh, Danielle is the award-winning author of three books, uh, the first one is And Softly Go the Crossings, which uh, received the Book of the Year and the Best Literary Work Award. The second one was Trafalgar Sunrise, which was shortlisted for the Best Literary Work. And the next one was The Sound of SCH, a Mental Breakdown, um, which got the Singapore Literature Prize for 2016. Danielle has been awarded, recognized, and felicitated globally. So, uh, Danielle, before I come to your books, let me talk to you about being an author. When sure. did you start writing? I started writing about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, my first book was published in 2014. So mm -hmm. that is uh, The Sound of SCH, which is a memoir. Mm -hmm. So it's been, yes, uh, a decade of writing. Wonderful, wonderful. Yes. And um, what makes one a good writer? I think, uh, at least for me, it's being able to connect with my readers. Mm -hmm. And of course, um, there are many different uh, types of writers, right? Mm -hmm. And different people, uh, they, they value different things. For me, I, I like to be able to connect with my reader at different mm -hmm. levels, mm -hmm. not just uh, at uh, you know, the head, but also the heart. Uh, emotionally, psychologically, uh, spiritually, even, and uh, it's so it's something that's not just about writing technique. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, a lot deeper. It's and and because of uh, that that connection that I'm trying to achieve, mm -hmm. it takes an understanding of uh, life, of people, of what it means to be human. Mm. Yes. Fascinating, fascinating. And, you know, uh, I've spoken to many, many, many authors, but I think you're the first one who's really talking about an emotional connection with the reader. And I think that that is quite amazing. But, you know, a lot of people are now writing. Yes. I want to get your perspective with so many bestsellers. What makes a good story? Well, I, I think, um, again, you know, this is a difficult question to answer in many ways mm -hmm. because uh, fiction it's not easy to get a book of fiction uh, to, to reach audiences out there mm -hmm. and in order to do that I think the story has to be uh, both personal as well as universal mm -hmm. uh, it's this kind of duality uh, it goes hand in hand, I think, with uh, being able to connect with the reader, mm -hmm. uh, because it for a story to to engage a reader, it has to touch at a personal level. Mm -hmm. right? The person as an individual must uh, find that um, he or she is able to identify, you know, certain things in the mm -hmm. story, identify with uh, the characters in some ways, uh, and so. You know, that's the, the personal part. But at the same time, there probably has to be some universal element mm -hmm. in order to reach many people. 
Uh, there must be some connection with uh, certain common elements, certain threads which run through all of us as mm. people, as uh, human beings. And, and that's where the, the broad connection uh, can take place. Mm. Very interesting. So when you start writing, um, do you follow a set schedule uh, that I must write so many hours every day? Actually, I'm uh, not a very structured writer. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so there are many writers who uh, feel that whatever it is you have to or you should, uh, you know, just write, even if it's, uh, yeah, you're writing kind of uh, nothing very much, mm-hmm. you should mm-hmm. still write. Uh, I'm, I'm not like that. Okay. Uh, it's also because I have to juggle between my teaching commitments. Mm-hmm. I teach at two places. Uh, I have a family. I have three children. So it's a lot of all of this juggling. And I write as and when I'm mm. able to. When my children were younger, I had to write early in the mornings, mm. like 4 or 5 a.m. till 7 a.m. Uh, during my teaching breaks. Uh, now, my children are a little bit bigger, so I tend to write uh, sometimes on weekends, mm. uh, yeah, whatever time I can find. Very interesting. You know, you do uh, exactly what I do. You know, when I, <laughs> I, I'm not structured at all, but when I'm in the frame of writing, there are days when I wake up at 2 a.m., and by the ah, time yes. my wife wakes up, I would have finished two and a half thousand words, you know. So, <laughs> but otherwise, yes. I may not write at all for ten days. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm exactly like that. Yeah, mm. I go for long stretches without writing, but once you are on to something, mm. you just keep going. Right, then the words just yeah. keep coming out. Yes, yes. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> so tell me, do you face writer's block? I suppose. Uh, Sometimes um, I'm not sure what people really mean by writer's block because uh, I think naturally all of us can't be writing all the time. Correct. And uh, it, it, just like life, right? It, the ups and downs, it's mm-hmm. like a wave, you know. So uh, definitely I go through periods of time where uh, I can't write much mm-hmm. either because I'm searching for something, uh, searching for what it is I, I want to write, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I think it's just being tired. Uh, after I finish a book, you know, it, it's really quite exhausting. Mm. So um, I think during those times, it's really about then being open to whatever, you just get on with life mm. and just keep on being open to whatever comes out of life at you. Uh, and sooner or later, some insights, I think, well will come. Well yeah. So, Daniel, now let's talk a little bit about your books. And I see your book and softly go the crossings just behind you. Yes. Um, but I'm fascinated to see it's been published by Penguin, who published my first book also. Right. <laughs> but of course, you did Penguin Singapore. I was with Penguin India. Yes. Uh, tell me a little bit about this book. It's a book of short stories. That's right. So this um, is a collection of short stories. And it's actually uh, the, the theme uh, that runs through all these stories. It's about the 
the silent, uh, the unseen changes which take place in our minds and in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because they're unseen, they're often ignored. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, are, I, we, we don't pay enough attention to them. Mm-hmm. But they are actually very powerful. They are they're formidable um, things that go on. And these changes can uh, tip the balance, mm-hmm. okay, whether it's in our own well-being, mental, emotional, mm-hmm. physical, or in our relationships with people. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to do really was to bring out these unseen changes Mm -hmm. and trying to say that you know we have to become more aware of them and in this time of COVID I think you know people are starting to realize that oh we better pay more attention to uh, the the silent things uh, whether it's our climate right Um, or it's our own uh, mental emotional health if we don't pay enough attention, it they, they will come and hit us and we will just um, get knocked over. Yeah. Can I just read a very short story? Yes, poem? I'm going to ask you that. Can you tell me a little <laughs> bit about one of the short stories? Uh, okay, there's... Um, this is, I'm just going to read a yeah, short do, poem. This, yeah. is, this is a prologue to the book. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the title of the book is, is from this poem, which I wrote myself. It's very, mm-hmm. very short. Mm-hmm. And softly go the crossings, unheard, unseen. Beauty plays with darkness, love in one embrace. Mm. Dancing out into the light, scent of a different hue. And gazing on a face unchanged, the world keeps up its bliss. How beautiful. How nice. Thank you. Beautiful words. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you. Yes. So in terms of some of the stories, so for mm. example, uh, a man trying to bridge the distance between himself and his dying father. Yeah. Um, another story on someone uh, trying to pick himself up after losing a job. Mm. Uh, another one about a prisoner who's uh, going to die and who donates his organs to someone to give life, to let yeah. life continue. Mm. Fascinating, yeah. fascinating. So again, my, you know, I've never written short stories, but I do want to ask you, what is the difference between writing a short story and a full book? Yes. Um, so uh, my three books are all different. Mm, I know. Yeah. So my first book uh, is a memoir. So mm. it's a true story about yeah. my uncle who had uh, schizophrenia. My second book, uh, again, uh, is a full-length work like my first mm. one but mm. the second is a novel mm. I have a new book coming up in fact just uh, next month okay. uh, also by Penguin and that's also a novel mm. so um, short stories I think it, they probe a certain human or social issue uh, at a certain point in time mm-hmm. of course you have flashbacks and so on mm. but they are much more compact Mm-hmm. So, um, I think for short stories, you have to really uh, be compact and be very insightful in that mm-hmm. short space of time. So, there's less space for character development in, in that sense. Whereas a full-length work, 
it's challenging in different ways. I'm, I'm sure you know, right? writing a full-length work is, is never easy. Uh, you have to hold on to the reader for the entire length of the book. And uh, yeah, you have to work on your, your characters a lot more, on the story development a lot more. Uh, so I, I think the element of time probably, you know, comes in... Uh, in a, in a different way, mm. whether it's a long or a short work, mm. yes. Fascinating. You know, I've always felt writing a short story needs a lot of discipline because you need to be able to control a lot of your thoughts in a very limited number of words. Yes, yes. So uh, yeah, I find yeah, that right. short story is much more difficult. Yes, actually my short stories, have they were written over many years. Mm. Yeah, so some of the stories were written years ago, some were more recent, and it's been a lot of uh, rewriting, a lot of editing, a lot of, um, you know, changing scenes, um, cutting scenes, getting more to the point, uh, being, being more concise and so on. Yeah, so you're right that the, the discipline in the compactness is uh, it's there. Although, uh, at least for me, even writing a full-length work mm. uh, also takes that kind of discipline. I agree. I agree. Yeah, because uh, whatever book it is, you know, once the writer kind of just starts rambling, you're going to lose your reader. True. That I, yeah. that I yeah. completely agree. So, Daniel, now let's talk about your next book, which is Trafalgar Sunrise, which was shortlisted for the best literary work. Uh, Tell me about this book and what was your motivation to write about the SARS epidemic and uh, uh, leprosy? Right. So Trafalgar Sunrise um, is a, a novel set during the time of SARS in 2003. And uh, it's a story about a nurse mm -hmm. who is battling at the front lines. Uh, during the SARS epidemic mm -hmm. and who looks back at her younger years where she had leprosy and she was uh, she lived in Trafalgar Home, mm -hmm. which was a place for uh, those with leprosy. Mm -hmm. uh, and she spent many years there after which uh, she was cured. Mm -hmm. So uh, this book was published in uh, 2018 before COVID struck. And... Uh, at the time when I was writing it, I, I realized that there were very few books talking about um, infectious diseases, about mm -hmm. SARS epidemic, and very few books um, about the, the heroes and heroines of uh, this battle, mm -hmm. our healthcare workers and, and so on. So that was one of the reasons I uh, embarked on the book. And of course, leprosy uh, is no longer a major disease now. It's curable. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the longest time, it's, you know, one, I think it's probably the, one of the oldest uh, diseases in human history. Correct. And it has left a long trail of human suffering. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I, you know, I, and I wanted to, to bring them together. Mm -hmm. So very few people have heard about Trafalgar Home in Singapore. Mm -hmm. which was where uh, those with leprosy uh, were sent. Mm. Wow. And when did you write this book, Trafalgar Sunrise? It was uh, 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so let's move to your next one, which is, you said was your first book. Yes. Uh, the Sound of SCH, A Mental Breakdown, um, A Life Journey. Uh, and this one got the Singapore Literature Prize in 2016. Yes. Uh, a few minutes ago, you did talk about uh, this being probably a memoir, but do tell me about the book. Right. This book, uh, so this was my first book. Mm-hmm. And it is, uh, it's a memoir, but it's not about myself. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, what I witnessed as mm-hmm. I was growing up. Okay, Because my uncle had uh, schizophrenia. He suffered from this mental illness for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And my mother, took her, uh, she was his main caregiver. So she took mm-hmm. care of him for 30 years, mm-hmm. uh, 30 long years. Mm-hmm. And I grew up witnessing that journey, which uh, at the time, of course, I, I was still young. So, you know, I didn't quite understand what was mm-hmm. going on. And as I got older, I, you know, it, it kind of as I, I matured and I realized how difficult it must have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think in COVID has brought out some of these issues a lot more. And in recent months and years, there's a lot more discussion, at least in Singapore and I think globally as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, about mental health mm-hmm. and so on. Uh, when I wrote the book 10 years ago, people didn't want to talk about it. It was taboo. You know, uh, no, nobody dared to say much. And I felt it, it's not right, mm. you know, because um, people get sick and they need to get help. Mm. Uh, maybe if my uncle had received help earlier, yeah. you know, things could have turned out differently. Mm. He was a very bright, young man, you know, he had a whole future ahead of him. But uh, when he was um, just over 20, he had this illness and it, it changed his whole life. Yeah, yeah he, he was going to go on to university and so on, but he couldn't after that. And he worked as a sweeper mm. in the police academy. Mm. So it's a, it was a very lonely, very isolating life. And of course, uh, was very difficult on my mother, mm. who was taking care of him. Mm. And after I wrote the book, um, many people came up to me to say that, um, you know, thank you for writing the book. My, you know, um, my, um, my, my uncle, my father, my brother, my sister, my friend actually has mental uh, health issues. Uh, but, you know, it's very difficult to talk about it. Correct. You're yeah. so right. You're so right. You're so right. Uh, and I've got a time for a few more questions. I'm not sure if you're at liberty to speak about your forthcoming book. Uh, yes, I, I think you I can. Okay, so I, I would love to. <laughs> okay, please. Yes, it's actually uh, going to be published by Penguin Southeast Asia as well. Uh, very soon, um, less than a month. Mm-hmm. So it'll be out in February. And so this book is a novel which is titled uh, All Our Brave Earthly Scars. Mm-hmm. And so it is set partly in Singapore and partly in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. So it spans uh, four, four decades. Uh, we go through Singapore's largest fire in the 1960s. 
uh, all the way to the 2002 Bali bombing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the book actually starts with uh, the Bali bombing, which was uh, the, uh, the, the largest um, terrorist incident uh, in the history of Indonesia. Mm -hmm. And uh, more than 200 people were killed yeah. Yeah, in Bali. Yes, and, and many of them were actually flown to Singapore uh, to get treatment for their burns. Mm. So uh, this is, it's, it's a love story. Yeah, so it's about a couple who go through a lot mm. in, in their lives and through all these historical events. Uh, you know, even in Indonesia, there were the, the riots of uh, 1997, 98 and so mm. on. And uh, so it is uh, a bit different from my first yeah. three books. <laughs> I know, yes. I, you know, and, and, and that's the joy of, of being an author, you know, you have the, the f freedom or the flexibility to decide what you want to write. Yes, that's true. I think for me, very often, the story finds me. Mm -hmm. um, so you're right, we, we can decide. And it's a, a lot about discovery. Uh, so I'm now thinking about uh, my fifth book, but you know, it's finding the story or the story finding you. It's, it's some, you know, it's it's kind of um, not very logical, but yeah, as writers, we, we search. Yeah, yeah, it happens. We search for our stories. Yes, absolutely. So so right, so right. So so Daniel, I've got time for one more question, and uh, I've often been asked this question. So I'm going to take the easy way out and ask you this question. <laughs> okay. How does a first-time author find a publisher? Right. Yes, I've been asked this question uh, many times as well. Uh, I think it's, it's difficult. Uh, my own experience has been uh, really difficult. I was rejected many times. Mm. Uh, all my three books uh, have been rejected, mm. uh, not just one time. Uh, so... I have gone through many failures, many rejections, mm. uh, and it took a lot of um, a lot of hard work. Mm. So I had to rewrite um, some of the stories, uh, and it's a lot of uh, rewriting, reworking before uh, the book gets published. I think nowadays a lot of people are self-publishing. Mm. So that's, uh, of course, one option. There's, uh, there are a lot of web novels out mm. there, right, which we hear of. Um, so I guess that, that's, you know, an option to consider. Mm. For myself, I think it's uh, getting a publisher firstly forces uh, me and, and forces published writers mm. to, to up their quality, you know, because you, you have to be, your writing has to be good enough in mm. order to, be published so it, it's kind of a, a forced um, quality check um, you know in that sense uh, and also publishers have uh, marketing uh, distribution capabilities which uh, some writers they they don't mind doing that but I personally rather focus on the craft itself the writing itself so, um, yeah, and I don't like to have like one, you know, I have to think about where do I store 1,000 books? Um, I, I don't have place in my home. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
you know, it's so well said and everything that you've said uh, in our conversation, Daniel, I somehow just think uh, when I was talking to you, it was almost my own thoughts of finding a publisher, not self-publishing because of everything that they're doing and how you <laughs> go about writing. But on that note, Daniel, thank you so much for speaking to me. It has been thank such you. a privilege speaking to an author like you. Um, thank you for talking to me about what goes into becoming a good author. <laughs> And thank, thank you for talking you. to me about all your books. Oh, yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm, I'm so thank happy and, and honored. And it's really wonderful thank to you. meet you. And, and, yeah, so and just you. one more comment from my side. Um, I'm going to ask all my viewers and listeners to check out Danielle Lim on Amazon and, and wait for her new book. I will certainly order it uh, now that I know you. Thank you. you. Thank but, you. Uh, good luck for your book. Yes, uh, same to you. Good luck for the TBCY. I think it's a wonderful initiative. So thank you for starting this and for uh, talking to people. And yeah, it's, it's really great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.